0: Chapter One of At the Back of the North Wind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter One The Hayloft. I have been asked to tell you about the Back of the North Wind. An old Greek writer mentions a people who lived there. And were so comfortable that they could not bear it any longer and drowned themselves my story is not the same as his i do not think herodotus had got the right account of the place i am going to tell you how it fared with a boy who went there he lived in a low room over a coach-house and that was not by any means at the back of the north wind as his mother very well knew for one side of the room was built only of boards and the boards were so old that you might run a penknife through into the north wind, and then let them settle between them, which was the sharper. I know that when you pulled it out again, the wind would be after it like a cat after a mouse, and you would know soon enough you were not at the back of the north wind. Still, this room was not very cold, except when the north wind blew stronger than usual. The room I have to do with now was always cold, except in summer.' when the son took the matter into his own hands. Indeed, I am not sure whether I ought to call it a room at all, for it was just a loft where they kept hay and straw and oats for the horses. And when little Diamond— um, But stop! I must tell you that his father, who was a coachman, had named him after a favourite horse, and his mother had had no objection. When little Diamond then lay there in bed, he could hear the horses under him munching away in the dark, or moving sleepily in their dreams for diamond's father had built him a bed in the loft with boards all round it because they had so little room in their own end over the coach-house and diamond's father put old diamond in the stall under the bed because he was a quiet horse and did not go to sleep standing but lay down like a reasonable creature but although he was a surprisingly reasonable creature yet when young diamond woke in the middle of the night and felt the bed shaking in the blasts of the north wind he could not help wondering whether if the wind should blow the house down and he were to fall through into the manger old diamond mightn't eat him up before he knew him in his nightgown and although old diamond was very quiet all night long yet when he woke he got up like an earthquake and then young diamond knew what o'clock it was or at least what was to be done next which was uh, to go to sleep again as fast as he could there was hay at his feet and hay at his head piled up in great trusses to the very roof indeed it was sometimes only through a little lane with several turnings which looked as if it had been sawn out for him that he could reach his bed at all for the stock of hay was of course always in a state either of slow ebb or of sudden flow sometimes the whole space of the loft with the little panes in the roof for the stars to look in would lie open before his open eyes as he lay in bed sometimes a yellow wall of sweet-smelling fibres closed up his view at the distance of half a yard sometimes when his mother had undressed him in her room and told him to trot to bed by himself he would creep into the heart of the hay and lie there thinking how cold it was outside in the wind and how warm it was inside there in his bed and how he could go to it when he pleased only he wouldn't just yet he would get a little colder first and ever as he grew colder his bed would grow warmer till at last he would scramble out of the hay shoot like an arrow into his bed cover himself up and snuggle down thinking what a happy boy he was he had not the least idea that the wind got in at a chink in the wall and blew about him all night for the back of his bed was only of boards an inch thick and on the other side of them was the north wind now as i have already said these boards were soft and crumbly to be sure they were tarred on the outside yet in many places they were more like tinder than timber hence it happened that the soft part having worn away from about it little diamond found one night after he lay down that a knot had come out of one of them and that the wind was blowing in upon him in a cold and rather imperious fashion now he had no fancy for leaving things wrong that might be set right so he jumped out of bed again got a little strike of hay twisted it up folded it in the middle and having thus made it into a cork stuck it into the hole in the wall but the wind began to blow loud and angrily, and, as Diamond was falling asleep, out blew his cork and hit him on the nose, just hard enough to wake him up quite, and let him hear the wind whistling shrill in the hole. He searched for his hay cork, found it, stuck it in harder, and was just dropping off once more when, pop with an angry whistle behind it, the cork struck him again, this time on the cheek up he rose once more made a fresh stopple of hay and corked the hole severely but he was hardly down again before pop it came on his forehead he gave it up drew the clothes above his head and was soon fast asleep although the next day was very stormy diamond forgot all about the hole for he was busy making a cave by the side of his mother's fire with a broken chair a three-legged stool and a blanket and then sitting in it his mother however discovered it and pasted a bit of brown paper over it so that when diamond had snuggled down the next night he had no occasion to think of it presently however he lifted his head and listened who could that be talking to him the wind was rising again and getting very loud and full of rushes and whistles he was sure someone was talking and very near him too it was but he was not frightened for he had not yet learned how to be so he sat up and hearkened at last the voice which though quite gentle sounded a little angry appeared to come from the back of the bed he crept nearer to it and laid his ear against the wall then he heard nothing but the wind which sounded very loud indeed the moment however that he moved his head from the wall he heard the voice again close to his ear he felt about with his hand and came upon the piece of paper his mother had pasted over the hole against this he laid his ear and then he heard the voice quite distinctly there was in fact a little corner of the paper loose and through that as from a mouth in the wall the voice came what do you mean little boy closing up my window what window asked diamond you stuffed hay into it three times last night i had to blow it out again three times you can't mean this little hole it isn't a window it's a hole in my bed i did not say it was a window i said it was my window but it can't be a window because windows are holes to see out of well that's just what i made this window for but you are outside you can't want a window. You are quite mistaken. Windows are to see out of, you say. Well, I'm in my house, and I want windows to see out of it. But you've made a window into my bed. Well, your mother has got three windows into my dancing-room, and you have three into my garret. But I heard father say, when my mother wanted him to make a window through the wall, that it was against the law, for it would look into mr divers's garden the voice laughed hm, the law would have some trouble to catch me it said but if it's not right you know said diamond that's no matter you shouldn't do it i am so tall i am above that law said the voice you must have a tall house then said diamond yes a tall house the clouds are inside it dear me said diamond and thought a minute i think then you can hardly expect me to keep a window in my bed for you why don't you make a window into mr Dybbus's bed nobody makes a window into an ash-pit said the voice rather sadly i like to see nice things out of my windows but he must have a nicer bed than i have though mine is very nice so nice that i couldn't wish a better it's not the bed i care about it's what's in it but you just open that window well my mother says i shouldn't be disobliging but it's rather hard you see the north wind will blow right in my face if i do i am the north wind Ooh," said diamond thoughtfully then will you promise not to blow on my face if i open your window i can't promise that but you'll give me the toothache mother's got it already but what's to become of me without a window i'm sure i don't know all i say is it will be worse for me than for you no it will not you shall not be the worse for it i promise you that you will be much the better for it just you believe what i say and do as i tell you well i can put the clothes over my head said diamond feeling with his little sharp nails he got hold of the open edge of the paper and tore it off at once in came a long whistling spear of cold and struck his little naked chest he scrambled and tumbled in under the bedclothes and covered himself up there was no paper now between him and the voice and he felt a little not frightened exactly i told you he had not learned that yet but rather queer for what a strange person this north wind must be that lived in the great house called out of doors i suppose thought diamond and made windows into people's beds but the voice began again and he could hear it quite plainly even with his head under the bedclothes. it was a still more gentle voice now although six times as large and loud as it had been and he thought it sounded a little like his mother's what is your name little boy it asked. Diamond answered Diamond, under the bedclothes. What a funny name! It's a very nice name, returned its owner. I don't know that, said the voice. Well, I do, retorted Diamond a little rudely. Do you know to whom you are speaking? No, said Diamond, and indeed he did not, for to know a person's name is not always to know the person's self then i must not be angry with you you had better look and see though diamond is a very pretty name persisted the boy vexed that it should not give satisfaction diamond is a useless thing rather said the voice that's not true diamond is very nice as big as two and so quiet all night and doesn't he make a jolly row in the morning getting upon his four great legs it's like thunder you don't seem to know what a diamond is oh don't i just diamond is a great and good horse and he sleeps right under me he is old diamond and i am young diamond or if you like it better for your very particular mr north wind he's big diamond and i'm little diamond and i don't know which of us my father likes best a beautiful laugh large but very soft and musical sounded somewhere beside him but diamond kept his head under the clothes i'm not mr north wind said the voice you told me that you were the north wind insisted diamond i did not say mr north wind said the voice well then i do for my mother tells me i ought to be polite then let me tell you i don't think it at all polite of you to say mr to me well i didn't know better i'm very sorry but you ought to know better i don't know that i do you can't say it's polite to lie there talking with your head under the bedclothes and never look up to see what kind of person you are talking to i want you to come out with me i want to go to sleep said diamond very nearly crying for he did not like to be scolded even when he deserved it you shall sleep all the better to-morrow night besides said diamond you are out in mr diviss's garden and i can't get there i can only get into our own yard will you take your head out of the bedclothes?" said the voice just a little angrily no answered diamond half peevish half frightened the instant he said the word a tremendous blast of wind crashed in aboard of the wall and swept the clothes off diamond he started up in terror leaning over him was the large beautiful pale face of a woman her dark eyes looked a little angry for they had just begun to flash but a quivering in her sweet upper lip made her look as if she were going to cry what was the most strange was that away from her head streamed out her black hair in every direction so that the darkness in the hayloft looked as if it were made of her hair but as diamond gazed at her in speechless amazement mingled with confidence for the boy was entranced with her mighty beauty her hair began to gather itself out of the darkness and fell down all about her again till her face looked out of the midst of it like a moon out of a cloud from her eyes came all the light by which diamond saw her face and her hair and that was all he did see of her yet the wind was over and gone. Will you go with me now, you little diamond? I am sorry I was forced to be so rough with you, said the lady. I will, yes, I will, answered diamond, holding out both his arms. But, he added, dropping them, how shall I get my clothes? They are in mother's room, and the door is locked. Oh, never mind your clothes. You will not be cold. I shall take care of that nobody is cold with the north wind i thought everybody was said diamond that is a great mistake most people make it however they are cold because they are not with the north wind but without it if diamond had been a little older and had supposed himself a good deal wiser he would have thought the lady was joking but he was not older and did not fancy himself wiser and therefore understood her well enough again he stretched out his arms the lady's face drew back a little follow me diamond she said yes said diamond only a little ruefully you're not afraid said the north wind no ma'am but mother never would let me go without shoes she never said anything about clothes so i dare say she wouldn't mind that i know your mother very well said the lady she is a good woman I have visited her often i was with her when you were born i saw her laugh and cry both at once i love your mother diamond how was it you did not know my name then ma'am please am i to say ma'am to you ma'am one question at a time dear boy i knew your name quite well but i wanted to hear what you would say for it don't you remember that day when the man was finding fault with your name, how I blew the window in? Yes, yes, answered Diamond eagerly. Our window opens like a door, right over the coach-house door, and the wind, you, ma'am, came in, and blew the Bible out of the man's hands, and the leaves went all a-flutter, flutter on the floor, and my mother picked it up and gave it back to him open, and there— was your name in the bible the sixth stone in the high priest's breastplate oh a stone was it said diamond i thought it had been a horse i did never mind a horse is better than a stone any day well you see i know all about you and your mother yes i will go with you now for the next question you're not to call me ma'am you must call me just my own name respectfully you know just north wind well please north wind you are so beautiful i am quite ready to go with you you must not be ready to go with everything beautiful all at once diamond but what's beautiful can't be bad you're not bad north wind no i am not bad but sometimes beautiful things grow bad by doing bad and it takes some time for their badness to spoil their beauty so little boys may be mistaken if they go after things because they are beautiful. Well, I will go with you because you are beautiful and good, too. Ah, but there's another thing, Diamond. What if I should look ugly without being bad? Look ugly myself because I am making ugly things beautiful? What then? I don't quite understand you, North Wind. You tell me, what then?' well i will tell you if you see me with my face all black don't be frightened if you see me flapping wings like a bat's as big as the whole sky don't be frightened if you hear me raging ten times worse than mrs bill the blacksmith's wife even if you see me looking in at people's windows like mrs Eavesdropper, the gardener's wife you must believe that i am doing my work nay diamond if i change into a serpent or a tiger you must not let go your hold of me for my hand will never change in yours if you keep a good hold if you keep a hold you will know who i am all the time even when you look at me and can't see me the least like the north wind i may look something very awful do you understand quite well said little diamond come along then Said North Wind, and disappeared behind the mountain of hay. Diamond crept out of bed and followed her. End of chapter one. Recording by Maricel Cui.